I mean, if Sean wants to expound on French toast, we can definitely do that too. There's room for that in the podcast. <laughs> I'll make room for the, in that for the podcast. Lauren's food I, corner. I have a lot of opinions about French toast. I don't think it's very good generally. There's a place next, like near me, that has a creme brulee French toast, though. Oh That's, yeah, it's great. That sounds amazing. It's either really, really good, or mm-hmm. like there's no in between, really. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's like very low, very low floor, very high ceiling. I'm incapable of ma- like French toast is a very simple thing to make, but I can't make it at a quality that I would want to eat it at. Yeah, and that's definitely. mostly because I'm just an, I'm bad at it. <laughs> I would not do it on my own, but Aaron made Aaron can make really good French toast, and she used cinnamon raisin bread. So like, ooh, yeah, it's uh, it it's really good. <laughs> yeah, good back pocket recipe. It's good for the weekends. If yeah. I try to, if I eat it during the week, it's like too heavy, and then like after breakfast, I'm just I I can't get going. Mm-hmm. But like on the weekends when it's like I don't know, need to get slower going. mornings. <laughs> I don't need to be anywhere. Yeah, it's great. I'm not, I'm not going outside. I think it yeah. always needs like some X factor added in, like the cinnamon raisin bread or something, or like the creme brulee thing. Like there needs to be something added to it all the time. I think like on its own, it doesn't have a great shot. Doesn't have a great shot. Yeah. And why does yeah. only France have a toast? Every country should get a toast. Yeah. It's, I want to yeah. see Swedish toast. I want to see I want to see Dutch toast. That's going to be the some Br- freaky shit. I know. Yeah. The British have toast. Freedom toast. Yeah. Free- <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about freedom, freedom toast. Yeah. We're, we're all old enough to remember that. Yeah. Okay. Let's <laughs> with, end with that. <laughs> Batting around, batting around. It's a baseball podcast. <laughs> I am your co-host, Jane. With me, as always, is Lauren. I'm Lauren. And Steven. Yo. And uh, returning guest, really excited about it. It is Sean Doolittle. How's it going this morning, Sean? It's going good. Thanks for having me. Good to be back. Yeah. Hey, I owe you a personal thank you for, for filling in for me when I was out for, for surgery. Truly the, oh, yeah. the, the most uh, dominant stretch since uh, the first half of 2019. <laughs> really came in clutch for us <laughs> welcome to the unemployed sean oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. yeah what do you uh what do you plan on doing with all all, all your time now and please don't say podcasting because <laughs> there's already enough like former players doing that and that's not i don't think that's fair because like what what have we got you know we're we're just humble podcasters I, I to be honest I don't know. Um I don't I'm not ready to start my terminally online former player arc yet <laughs> where I'm just reactionary to everything yeah. that's going on in baseball. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not mad enough yet to start a podcast. Um You're not you're not going to school board meetings anytime soon. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not weighing in on on different videos of drills that kids are doing these days <laughs> talking about how the the woke instructors are making our kids beta. Um, I saw my kid throwing a curveball at six years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Oh my gosh. I don't know, but like re really like, you know, I had knee surgery like um at this point it was almost 3 weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So like I'm I'm not getting around very well yet like um yeah, I'm still in a brace and you know, I need crutches if I'm walking farther than like just around my house or anything. So um it's good because it's given me and Aaron time to, you know, just like spend time together and relax and be with the dogs and um i've been i've been a little lazy i've milked it for sure mm. um <laughs> it, you know but uh it's also given us time to think about what we want to do you know next so um but we still haven't come up with anything so I i'm not really sure that's fine yeah the, the, like the, the yeah. mid-30s is an appropriate time i think to like be pretty confused about what you want to do in life i'm not at all speaking from personal experience here <laughs> One thing, though, is like I do feel younger, like I feel like I retired and then got younger because mm -hmm. like yeah. and I don't know, this might just be me like coping with being late 30s. But like, <laughs> you know, I turned 37 last week, but like happy birthday now that happy birthday. Yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. That's the show. Pretty much. It was just a birthday shout out. So we're, uh, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Um, and then now I got it. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> but like. But, uh, you know, when I was playing, you know, especially the last few years where like every time my name was like written in a blurb or an article or even like a tweet, it would be like Sean Doolittle, comma, 36, comma. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I was always like, whoa, chill, like, come on. And now, you know, I'm 37. Mm -hmm. That's a normal age to be. OK, yeah. I'm not old. Extremely. <laughs> yeah. It's normal. Yeah. It's true in baseball. It's true in fashion. It's true in the arts. If you're always comparing yourself to what like 18 and 19 and 20 year olds are doing, you're going to drive yourself insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially this summer. I was, you know, I was in Florida. I was at the spring training complex. I was rehabbing um, my various injuries. And, um, you know, they, the the lowest level minor league team, the Florida Complex League team is there. And I mean, all those kids are eight, 17 to 20 21 tops mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'm like yo i'm like twice your age and i'm throwing <laughs> like live bps and you know facing like 18 year old kids and i'm like mm -hmm. i'd get them out and i'd be like part of me was like well you should get them out you're twice their age and then other <laughs> times it, it was like yeah, but they're like way young. Like their body probably feels so good. They should get a hit. Really. <laughs> well, well, you know, now you've gone from being like one of the oldest guys in your field to being like the youngest retiree. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you can feel like, you know, that young whippersnapper. You can go, you know, down to the down to the yacht club or whatever. Yeah. When, You're yeah. also the only retiree your age uh -huh. who's not like hawking in a, 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 an AI scam right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was about to say, yeah, about the, about the, <laughs> the only other people younger than you are. Yeah. Doing doing NFTs uh, rug pulls. Guys who are hodling <laughs> on AMC in 2021. That's the com yeah. competition in the field. It's funny you said that because I wanted to use this opportunity on the podcast to talk to you about <laughs> an exciting opportunity. <laughs> these brain pills. Have you guys heard of these? these... <laughs> Gorilla mindset. Have you guys heard of this? I think it's an MLM, but it sounds legit. That's why I'm partnering with fish to bring you fish food, <laughs> fish brain pills. Yeah. God. So. I, I almost texted you, but it was during your like your like retirement thing. I didn't want to bother you. 
I was walking home from um from work and there's a big venue like a block away from where I live and all of a sudden there were just the crustiest old hippies <laughs> everywhere and I was like is the Grateful Dead in town? <laughs> and they were. They they were. Yeah. Oh my god! And my my so my neighborhood was swarming with deadheads. Like the day you retired, and I'm like, is Sean in Philly? What's going on? <laughs> oh my gosh! It's like it's like when it actually started raining when Prince died. Here, like <laughs> that's my thing. Like look, like even though I'm retired, just. Look for the crusty old hip the deadheads and I'll and I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> if not physically, then spiritually. Again, one of the youngest people of the scene. Yeah. Yeah. You'll appear there like a force ghost. Yeah. <laughs> only, there were only one footprint, uh, one set of Birkenstock footprints in the sand. And that's because <laughs> But it's funny that you talk about being like young and retired, like I think of the day or two before I ha- I got my send off at Matt's Park. Um, we went, my wife and I went shopping because I needed something to wear, and you know we were trying to explain to the um, the woman who was helping us um, about like we were like it's for an event and and it's outside. And my wife was like, she was trying to pick out shoes at this point. And she was like, well, I'm going to be walking on like grass and dirt. So like, I need to like, (laughs) you know, And you can see this woman like, like being like, what is going on? And she's like, well, what's the event? And I was like, I'm retiring. She looked at, she looked at me and like, I started laughing, but like, she looked at me and she was like, retiring from what? (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh man i was like oh no and and so i had to tell her because i didn't want her to think like i was retiring from like some uh stupid like tech startup or something Mm -hmm, like that and i was and she was like oh that's really cool and i was like yeah so i need to be able to throw a pitch in this jacket okay (laughs) (laughs) anyway so I came out of the dressing room and I was doing like arm circles because I was like, I'm trying to figure out if I could throw a ceremonial first pitch in this baby. <laughs> I imagine if, like someone who's like a, a, a tailor. Pro- that's probably like the most exciting or interesting thing that's happened to them in months. It's almost always <laughs> just guys who are like, yeah, I, I, I've got like my it's my daughter's wedding. It's my kid's bar mitzvah, whatever. Yeah, they get to feel like Q from James Bond for a minute. Like... <laughs> uh, how was your how was your send off? How how did that how did that feel? It was it was beautiful. It it was it was um it was it was probably more than I deserved. Um like well I told the team like um maybe like a week after I got knee surgery that, that I was, I was done. Um, and they were like, hold on. Like to, to, we're, they're going to want to do something for you. And that's park before the season ends. And um, it took us a little bit to um, nail down a date and the logistics and the weather actually threw a wrench in it. We had to, we had to change the dates and um, I was able to get some friends and family uh, in town. And, um, and they were like, 
they they told my agent they said they have they have one request they want to know if you if you will ride the bullpen cart <laughs> and i was like i was like well i was good gonna do it anyway so yeah <laughs> i'm i don't know if you know this but i'm recovering from knee surgery yeah. <laughs> well that's it's it's mine now so is that not my retirement present yeah, you know? yeah really yeah. Wade Boggs got a boat. You, you get the bullpen <laughs> cart. Yeah. At the very least, they oh. should name it after you. That's what I'm saying. Can we? I want to put like a 63 logo, like with numbers <laughs> right on the top, like a medallion or something yeah, yeah. like that. Even yeah. though, even though nobody nobody takes it anymore, but um, and actually, like, like the only time, um, the only time I cried during the whole thing was when one of the guys on the team told me before the game, I, I was in the clubhouse um, talking to some of the guys and said they were going to, I was busting their chops. I was like, you guys don't take the bullpen cart. Like, I'm just going to take that thing home with me if you don't mind. <laughs> and they were like, we're going to take it tonight. And one of the relievers, Jordan Weems took it when he came into the game. And <laughs> I don't, th that's what made me cry. I don't know <laughs> yeah. Just driving out there in the Sean <laughs> little memorial bull <laughs> bullpen cart. <laughs> like here's this here's this guy just throwing a just throwing a giant wrench in his routine and doing something totally different for the first yeah. time is coming into the game never ridden the cart before but i was like man like um uh i, I don't know like the whole thing was just like uh, i was just like i feel so lucky like going just like going all the way back through my career with it the, that's like the theme that keeps coming up or the the emotion I think that that I kept feeling was just how lucky I got to to accomplish everything I accomplished in this game and like I mean yeah I know players are really good at like drumming up like overcoming adversity stories when it comes to you know, motivating themselves and talking about their careers. I, I did have a lot of injuries and I'm proud of the way, like I continued to come back from those and, um, you know, the energy I put in my rehabs and stuff I was able to accomplish when I was healthy on the field. And so like the other night at Nats Park, the send off, it, it felt like, it felt like what I would imagine a graduation feels like, mm -hmm. like I've only graduated from high school. So like, it's been a while since I've done that, but like, it was happy. Like it was mm -hmm. like a happy thing. And, and I had done a lot of work over the summer with um, our team psychologist about, you know, changing my mindset. And, and, you know, I started to think about retirement seriously in, in June when I hurt my knee the first time this summer and, um, you know, realizing and, and coming to grips with the fact that it's a real possibility like that. I'm not able to pull this, this rehab off and, and I've been able to pull all the other ones off, but this is going to be a long shot. And, you know, just what that meant for my mindset and the perspective and, you know, getting to a point where ultimately when I tore my knee again and I, and I knew I needed surgery that, you know, I'm okay. Like this is, I'm okay. I'm really at peace with this because now I have closure. I feel like I got every last bit that I possibly could from my body. And, mm -hmm. and there was a sense of closure about that where a lot of guys around this game, you don't get that. Like guys don't right. get closure. There's a select few of guys that get to go into a season and be like, this is my last year. Yeah. And then there's, 
there's some other guys that, you know, maybe <clears throat> they know it's coming, but they're trying to hang on. That was me. Like I was trying to hang on as long as I could. Um, but for most guys, like all of a sudden one off season, like the phone doesn't ring or like, you know, they get released at the end of spring training and they don't get another job. And it comes down the business aspect, you know, claims those guys where it becomes a roster crunch or it becomes a just that side of the business just kind of forces them out of the game. Probably a bunch of guys that just got DFA'd, you know, this week yeah. before the playoffs that probably won't ever come back, you know? It, yeah. Right. Right. That and it's like and it's like, man, like I got I did get to I did get to pick when I when I was done. I was, you know, forced my hand a little bit with the injuries, but I mean it was coming soon. Um and like, but I got, I got to pick, I got a send off, like, you know, most guys might fire off a tweet or an Instagram post and that's it, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I really realized for a player, I spent five seasons in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If they did a send off like that for every player that played five years with the, with the team, like we'd be doing send offs like once a month. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I think it speaks to the connection that I had with the city and the fans and the, and the, and the organization. I had a really good working relationship with the organization. So like, I mean, shoot, like back in 2017, I go back, you don't get to, I didn't get to pick where I got traded, you know, like yeah. I got really lucky that, that I landed here and um, I didn't have any no trade protections or anything at the time. I could have gone anywhere and, and to have ended up here and, the way things wrapped up with a send off last week was just, it was beautiful. Absolutely. From a marketing perspective, can I just say it would be really good for the, for the nationals did give every single player who spent five seasons there <laughs> a send off. Like <laughs> there's people who I'm sure like had some really incredible moments of, from Eric Fetty's career. Why not give that to him? <laughs> Get a couple Listen, of people in the stands. It's good. Business Eric Fetty, Fetty was one of my favorite teammates that I had in DC. I love that guy. And he's actually absolutely dominating in Korea right now. Absolutely dominating. That's so cool. (laughs) And 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 so I've been following him and and I think we should bring him back. And when he he comes back, he should get a welcome back. Like I got a send-off. Like let's just roll out the red carpet for him. Absolutely. I had something to say. I totally lost my train of thought. Anybody yeah, the, the 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 sweet sincerity vibes kind of threw us off a bit. Yeah, my don't worry, <laughs> what the fuck? Don't worry, I ruined it by immediately talking about marketing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, yeah, but you were at least riffing. How am I supposed to riff now? Though? I'm done. Yeah, I'm over. It. Uh, well, how can we make this more about capitalism? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Talked about you know what you're gonna do next. You know, you're still figuring that stuff out. But like, how about like the the very short term here? Are you uh? You watching baseball right now yeah you watching yeah this is yeah. uh we're recording this sunday morning like really great timing for us yeah. to decide that this is the <laughs> this is the week we're switching to our new sunday morning recording format like right before the last <laughs> yeah right <laughs> after one games. of the best days of baseball in a long yeah. time actually that's yeah. true though it was really it was a it was a very exciting day of baseball we don't know night, all the seeds but we do know all the teams and right we know who's showing up. Uh, what a bummer. I'm so I'm so I'm so fucking pissed at the Diamondbacks. Why? <laughs> it's not their fault. The Mariners, I'm also I'm, the I'm also pissed won. at the Mariners. <laughs> the Mariners could have just won. I'm I'm pissed oh at, I'm pissed at both of them, but at least the Diamondbacks like 
were close in their they, game. It was a 1-0 game. Yeah, yeah the Mariners... <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sorry I'm... they couldn't beat Justin Verlander. It just feels bad. It feels bad to be Steven. mad at the Mariners. I'm with <laughs> Steven. I'm, I'm mad at the Diamondbacks because I've been pulling for the Mariners, right? Like mm-hmm. I was a six weeks. I was a mariner, so I, yep, I'm always yep. a mariner now. I keep forgetting that. So like, <laughs> yeah, deep connection to the city of Cincinnati and Seattle, <laughs> and yeah, it's enough for the grid. It's good enough for life. <laughs> oh man, that that if you ever get a Reds Mariners grid square, like, oh yeah, let's go. That's gotta <laughs> yeah. be a, that's gotta be a low percentage. You will always be my choice for that one. Just like if I can ever put Fernando Rodney in somewhere. I will, no matter like if it's like one of the more obvious ones. I don't care about the score. I just will, like yeah. I will always put it's, him in. It's Ken Griffey Jr. ninety nine point nine percent shot. To- <laughs> <laughs> Griffey Jr., Griffey Senior., and then me. Yeah. Okay. Yes. If you're going yeah. first, if you want a good similar, if you want a good score, uh, or sk- what do they call it? Sk- rarity score or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't be higher than one percent. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't even think, and I don't blame them, but I don't even think Reds fans remember I was on the team in twenty one. <laughs> like, sometimes I forget, if I'm being honest. Really, if I was a Reds fan in twenty twenty one, I would I would make sure to not remember most of that season. It's true. It was it was tough. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't come together like we thought. No, started good. Started yeah. good. Yeah, if, but but like yeah, by middle of August it was not looking so great. But we don't need to talk about. Uh, but okay, okay, well, we have a good, we have a fun <laughs> playoff stuff happening now. But I'm with, okay. So back to what I was saying. I was with Steve. I'm pulling for the Mariners, right? So I flip over. They had already lost that game. Went final. They lost six to one to the Rangers. So I flipped over to the Astros Diamondbacks game, and it's bottom of the ninth, one run game. Oh, Lead off batter. Lead off batter singles to center. Beautiful base hit. The best base hit you've ever seen. And <laughs> in the next at bat, immediate next at bat, Astros pitcher falls behind 2-0. So it's like, okay, great. But like we're in the you're in the driver's seat for the diamondbacks. They put mm-hmm. the runner in motion. They try to steal second base and he gets thrown out. Now it's like, why are you trying to steal there? Like if you're trying because yeah. they were Coming into the inning, they were at seven, eight, nine in the order. Corbin yeah. Carroll's up fourth. He's batting leadoff, so he's up fourth in the inning. So you got a guy on base right now. You're you're in line to bring up Corbin Carroll in the bottom of the ninth in a one-run game, as long as you stay out of the double play. And I guess maybe that's what they were thinking. But like the eight and nine guys, uh, they run pretty well, so like they can handle the bat. So like, I mean. But you, you're ahead in the count 2-0. That's a fastball count. That's not a count to run in. Now, granted, mm-hmm. Abreu did Abreu did throw a breaking ball. But, like, you, either way, bad process, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. not a time to run. And Machado, uh, you know, threw him out pretty easy. Uh, or Maldonado, I'm sorry, not Machado. Ma- Martin Maldonado threw him out pretty easily. And I was like, you just killed a potential rally. Like, yeah. The, yeah. what are we doing? Are we, no, that was are brutal. We not try- I thought we were all in agreement here that we're trying to get the Mariners into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Live by the stolen base, die by the stolen base. Ugh. I was at a bar 
and we they had the Mariners game on and the Phillies game on, and I had the Diamondbacks game on my phone because I am a fucking psychopath. <laughs> That's sicko mode. You went sicko mode. I did. Uh, and I was like, I I I saw that they because I had it on. I was at a bar. I wasn't paying too close attention to it. I saw they had a runner on first in the bottom of the ninth. I'm like, oh, sick. This is awesome. I like turned around and I looked back and I'm like, wait, where'd the runner go? <laughs> There's, the score didn't change. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. It's one of those plays that, like, if it works, it's genius. And we're praising Tori Lovello for, mm-hmm. for that move. But, like, man, like, it did not look good because then then they ended up getting – they did end up getting Corbin Carroll to the plate um, yeah. with two outs and a runner on first. But the whole time I was just like, we could – are you kidding me? Like, if <laughs> yeah. you really wanted to get him to second, just – I mean, you could try to bunt. I don't they know. They did that earlier now, in the game too. Like they have uh-huh. guys that can do that. Like yeah, that I, I forget the guy's name that was batting eighth, but he he showed bunt like twice. Yep. And or maybe Perdomo did. It was batting ninth. But either way, like they're, they're yeah. prototypical. They're fast guys. There's mm-hmm. not a ton of power there, so you can't play for the homer. Like all right, let's try try to create some chaos maybe with a bunt for a hit or something like that yeah they'd already clinched but, by that point though so what do they care <laughs> I just, so okay so speaking of that <clears throat> our teams are the braves dodgers orioles rays brewers twins phillies marlins rangers blue jays diamondbacks astros sean the a's the Nationals, the Mariners, and the Reds are not involved. <laughs> oh yeah, you're a perfect like you're you're a perfect uh, like open to any uh, yeah. fan base uh, right. bandwagoner. This is like an opportunity here because I I think this is like an incredible postseason. If you just want to like pick a team based on vibes, mm-hmm. this is one of the best postseasons we've had. About postseason opportunities we've had in mm-hmm. a lot of years because like I think you could pick the Diamondbacks or the Marlins or even the Rangers and just be like you can find a lot to love there. Yeah, that's true. I will say that, like, <clears throat> I'm pulling from Minnesota mm. just on, like, God, I just want them to win a postseason series so bad. So for the bad. City yeah. It's been organization. Ni- 19 years. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Rocco Baldelli, like, d- huge deadhead. Yeah. Um, Joe, Joe Ryan, too. Also Joe, a, oh my a gosh, jam band Joe, guy. There's so – the vibes there, it, uh, it – in the center of my Venn diagram, they're yeah, just they're uh, off the charts. Um, I'm Sonny Gray is one of my favorite teammates I've ever love, had. Like, love Sonny Gray. I love yeah. Sonny. Yeah. Um, you know, but but really, you know, for the fan base, I think that would be yeah. it would be huge if they could make a run. Um, I'm also I'm also I know they're right up the road, and I think they're technically supposed to be our rivals, but I I really like Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the vibes there are good. I love Adley. They're, the vibes there are great. Yeah. I love yeah. Adley Rutschman's ongoing. I think you should leave bits. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, um, but like, like what you're saying, like I'm scrolling through the list of teams right now on my phone and, and looking at the standings and, and I mean, you can't really go wrong. Um, yeah, there's, a, there's a few ways you can go wrong. There's, there's one. There are two really glaring ways to go wrong, and but other than that, it's fine. We don't have the Yankees. We don't have the Red Sox. That's incredible. It's it's almost it was almost perfect. Oh, and, well, yeah. well, 
Yeah. Very close to perfect. Sorry, continue. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I had to. So you're 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 out on Atlanta is what you're saying, Steve. <laughs> I, I you know, I think I am. I might be a little bit. Um, I'm really <laughs> I'm really uh, getting my like flexing, getting my hater energy flowing because I'm really going to need it. I'm really going to need it this month. How do you, Steve, how, how do you feel about the Phillies recycling, uh, dancing on my own um, and using it again this postseason uh, in the, in the clinch party? Uh, do you think they should have switched to Robin's original version? They are. <laughs> they should. Uh, Just because it's a better song. It is yeah. a better song. They should switch to it. Um, you would know better than most though. Because uh, you've been in uh, clubhouses, that doesn't seem like a song that would get played in a clubhouse. No, no, yeah, like the, no. the Callum, the, well, like the Callum Scott version really does right. it. Like, uh, well, yeah, but it's it's a it's like a dance party remix. I think okay. I right. that it's First, a dance think, party remix of a cover. Personally, I think Baby Shark just broke the rule, but broke all yeah. standards <laughs> for what does and does not fly as, as a team rally my, and cry. My once serious... that's in. My serious answer is they in the beginning of the season, they were like that new new team, new song. We're not going to do it. And then they were shit for the first two months and they needed a vibe, a vibe shift. And I forget who it was. I think it was I think it was I, I forget who it was. Someone was someone just like brought it back to try and get the good vibes flowing again. Uh, and that's that's when they started winning again and being good. So they're like, okay. And then they and Trey traded. Turner went. Trey Turner went bonkers. Yes, yeah, sicko mode. Yeah. I you full cannot sicko believe mode. that happened. <laughs> Absolute sicko mode. Isn't it cool what players can do when fans like you know support them? Yeah. And I thought it, I thought it was beautiful that Philly fans, you know, in their cold dead hearts. A lot of people were like, oh, wow, it's so weird that Philly of all places is doing this. But it makes I didn't think so. It makes total sense to me. We Mm -hmm. we care a lot and we will do whatever it takes to help. If that is relentlessly booing someone, (laughs) we will do that, even if it's our own player. But but, uh, you know, sometimes... as a wise Philadelphian once said, "Whatever it takes, dude." Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I I grew up I grew up a Phillies fan. I gr- I grew up in South Jersey, so like I know how excited that fan base is for this playoff run, and and I know the passion and, and energy that they have for the Phillies, and and no, I I thought it I a lot of people I think you know that were kind of pilled by the Philly sports fans takes um, mm-hmm. um, you know, thought it was like this beautiful gesture. And I was like, it was beautiful, but like, I think that's that, that that's still kind of them. Like, you know, they tried the other way or they tried, <laughs> they booed him for a while. That didn't work. So it was like, all right, we're going to support him now. <laughs> you can get away with anything in this city as an athlete. If you just, show that you are trying and that you care even if you're bad like genuine like the 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 reason the reason we decided to do those standing ovations for him was because when he had an awful game in miami 
he was he basically looked like he had returned from war in like his post game interview yeah. and yeah. he was he didn't he wasn't making excuses he was just like right. he looked like he was in hell and it was a we appreciated the like taking accountability and also like he's clearly try- it's not like some guy who's just like phoning it in and doesn't give a shit like he gives a shit so we will give a shit for him too i don't know it it's the same thing with the i fucking hate this place comment from alec yeah, Bowen last from year Bowen. like yeah, yeah. W- when he was asked about it in the postseason <laughs> in the post game interview he was just like yeah i said it sorry it was the moment got the better of me if he had been like that's not what i said and blah 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 we would have right he would we would have run him out of town mm-hmm. but because right. he owned it I, I went to the you game. You got a standing ovation next I game. went to the game the next day. Like, I had <laughs> tickets to that ne- that game the next day. That happened the night before. I swear to God, the guys, the guys between th- the subway and the park already had, I fucking hate it here, uh, I hate this place, t-shirts <laughs> printed. I'm like, how how quickly did you? You have to do that to get half those shirts of the city, out. Half of yeah. the city was working on those shirts, and the other half was preparing a barge <laughs> to put him on and send him out in adrift. And like yeah. everybody talks about, like, oh, Bryce is so good at pandering to us. It's like, hey, I think that's just, I, I just think that's just how Bryce is. Um, but like, it's so easy to play us like a fiddle, and I think more and more, he athletes... wasn't, he wasn't like that in DC, which is fine. Yeah, like right, he wasn't right. like that in DC. I think, I think it's it, it, he realized like that was all he knew, right? And mm-hmm. and then he mm-hmm. goes to a new team and a new city, and he wants to make a good first impression. Mm-hmm. And you know, he, he panders a little bit to the fans, and um, uh, and like I think the way the city embraced him, he he's just kind of he he's fed off of it. Like, yeah. So mm-hmm. it is probably it what probably started out as pandering has probably morphed into like a genuine love of Philly from his part and the fans genuinely love him back because yeah. he seems so mm-hmm. it's just created this this love fest that never really existed on that level in DC um but I'm still you know thinking about grown men walking off septa coming to the ballpark crying about Alec Bohm like grown men just coming up crying that's our guy you know yeah. like, we've all yeah. been there like we've all felt that way at work you know like yeah, yeah i can I, say I, like i i can say that this is like you can't say that um, that's the mentality I, I think there's right. also something here in the reverse too where it, it really does show a lot of those narratives in the past about like oh he he's he checked out he's just taking the paycheck a lot of that was driven by a, a kind of media that doesn't really exist as much anymore, mm. which is like the uh, the, the uh, it, it, I think it does show like we're in a different era from when a lot of like the the national rhetoric about sports was driven by like columnists who are determined to find narratives and players have a lot more control now over how they're perceived than I think a lot of guys in the past probably like like. Bryce probably caught some of that in the tail end when he got here. And I think there was a lot of expectations put on him uh, in a way that like uh, when he got to Philly, it was just a different thing. And he had more control over his, how how people how his messaging would get out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way that like if you even go back to like, um, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm old enough to remember like the 2000s when people were talking about Barry Bonds and, and his yeah. relationship with the media. I, something like that just doesn't exist today. 
Yeah, down with the corrupt media. Okay, folks. <laughs> the lamestream media. The yeah. lame the woke media, okay, mm -hmm. folks? Yeah. Can we talk for a second about the Bryce Harper thing from the other day? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That was that was I think that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen a baseball player do. <laughs> Whip the helmet into the crowd. And like and also, I got to give a shout out to Dad of the Year for the uh, the quick thinking, give it to the kid yeah, yeah. comment <laughs> when it was his own kid that, yeah, they, yeah. that he was talking about. Like, like, you can always, when you're in a crowd, you can almost always go give it to the kid and like shame whoever catches the ball or whatever. Like, they'll give it to the kid. You don't want to be like on camera, not like giving the thing to the kid. Like, <laughs> oh, beautiful. Such a good move. Like, I, it was his kid. That's I, so good. I was at that game and I was like walking back to my seat from the bathroom when I heard probably the loudest booing I've heard in that ballpark <laughs> uh, outside of the playoff game I went to last year. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck happened? And I walked back and Bryce is halfway up the third baseline about to fight Angel Hernandez. I'm like, oh, OK, I, I, I can I can. I can understand what's happening here. And then I saw the replay of it on the board. And I'm like, oh, my God. And the booze immediately, the booze were like shaking. It, it was like unanimous. And then he throws the helmet into the crowd and it's like a fucking walk off home run. Everybody's like freaking <laughs> out. It was that was so cool. Angel Hernandez. Sean, you're retired. Any thoughts? <laughs> what's your what are your angel hernandez takes <laughs> oh my gosh you got any story um, any personal stories <laughs> personal stories no but like just like i liked when he like when I, if i was pitching and he was behind the plate i liked it because i knew i would <laughs> get like a few calls that yeah evening, you know and <laughs> For a, I threw a lot of pitches out of the zone trying to induce chase, you know, get a batter to swing mm -hmm. at a high fastball, for example. And so I, I threw a lot of pitches outside the zone, and I I knew I might get one or two of those, <laughs> um, or three of those. Yeah, they got to. It's like it's like frame. It's like framing, but the catcher doesn't have to do anything. It's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about Angel is like he's so nice. Like he genuinely mm -hmm. tries, and like. I can't say anything bad about him as a person because like you could ask him, you know, I come off the mound, I'm walking back to the dugout and I could call him over and say like, where angel, where was that pitch? You know? And, and, you know, he'd genuinely be like, Hey, like sometimes he would say like, I missed it. And then sometimes he would be like, you know, it was close, man. Um, Sean, that was really close. I'm, I'll try to get a better look at it next time. And like, in the moment, like as a you're you're in this competitive mode, your adrenaline's flowing, and you just want to like you're so mad that like it didn't go your way, and then he comes back to you with just this really like genuine and disarming response, and you're like, now I mean you're either like you just like don't know what to do. You're like okay, <laughs> or, or, or you're like or you're like even more mad than you were before because he is just like so nice like when you know how like when you're yeah. in a rage and someone's being just genuinely very nice to you that makes that can make it worse it, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it's um, just like i can't even fucking be mad at you without feeling like shit i hate this yeah 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 so um so uh, yeah i don't know uh i uh, 
I've had more beef with other umpires, if I'm being honest. But oh, name that's... them. Name names. No, you don't have to take them. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to hold you. <laughs> I mean, um... I, I can name the umpires I have beef with. Number one, Phil Cuzzy. Uh, number two. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, I will. I will just add that strategy of like just responding to someone with the most uh, uh, anodyne possible thing when they're mad at you uh, is a great way to drive people into a total rage on social media too. Works mm-hmm. works amazing in posting. Wait, can we do? Can we do predictions? Uh, we're on the. We're oh on the shit! Eve. Oh yeah, of course. We you got to fire off the hot yeah. takes. Yes, please. Okay, predictions. Let's go. Who do we think is gonna? Also, uh, one other thing I wanted to say as, as we were talking about the Phillies. Have you guys seen the um, the comparisons between this Phillies season and the 2008 Phillies about how like all their stats are like exactly the same? Oh it was a thing no, through, I didn't even see that. I saw it the other day, um, and it was through at at the time it was through 158 games, mm-hmm. and they had the same exact record. Batting average was within was 255 in 2008 256 in 2023 on base percentage 332 to 338 slugging 438 to 440 ops 770 768 home runs 214 in 2008 216 in 23 uh. stolen stolen bases were within one caught stealing was within one. fielding percentage was within a thousandth of a point era was 388 in 2008 and 2023 is 401 so that's pretty much even and they they have a uh a 124 whip this year compared to 136 in 2008 so they're like this they're like they're on the same track so for Phillies fans who are looking to go full sicko mode into these playoffs the vibes seem to be the vibes and the stats seem to be there. The vibes in Philadelphia, I can assure you, are very good right now. Is that your first hot take? Uh, if if uh, Phillies advance over the Marlins, uh, it's Phillies over Braves in the uh, NLDS. I don't see how anybody beats Atlanta. If I'm being honest, um, they're buzzsaw. Yeah. Some questions starting pitching, but yeah, I don't know. I the last yeah, okay. the last team with the best record in baseball to win the World Series was the and I and I hate. I hate mentioning this team, but it is the t- 2009 Yankees. Oh, oh, wow. Just just food That's for thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. And then you, I think I could see that. Is that the path that it would take? The Phillies would have to knock off either Atlanta. the Diamondbacks or the Marlins, depending on what happens today. And then they'd, and then they'd have to go through the Braves. And then they'd have to go through whoever sur- survives on the other side of the bracket. Yeah. yeah, I think I think Philly's vibes are too high right now. I know they lost a doubleheader yesterday to the Mets, but um, I think uh, they're Philly's not. Vibes... They're the, the the team that is currently playing is not the real team. <laughs> right, right. I know, um, I, but I think <clears throat> I think uh, that's the luxury you have when you we, a wild card with a week to go. Yeah. The Phillies played. <laughs> the Phillies have a winning record at Truist Park this year. And they have a losing record against the Braves in, at home, but only by like a few games. And like three of those losses were extra innings losses. So they've been playing the Braves really close all year. I say, let's book it. I say, let's book it. Uh, coping. <laughs> we can make the numbers say whatever we want. Exactly. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Most years, 
I like I love making some hot takes and some predictions, but mm-hmm. I I don't like doing it when the twins are in it because yeah. I don't want to be like <laughs> I want because I want like I'm scared if I say anything, but they're going all the way that like, <laughs> something bad will happen if I say that. Like and I'm like I'm a rational person. I don't believe it's that I have the ability to change the future of the Minnesota Twins, but I kind of believe I have this, cha- you know, the ability to change it. And so I am like, none of us are free of magical oh. thinking entirely. Yeah. Jane, what would you do? What would you do? Phillies Twins World Series. What, what do would you, you do? Mean, what do you think I would do? <laughs> what do you I'm just, mean? I'm just curious what this podcast would look like. <laughs> no, I've thought about that too. And I was, I was, there's a couple times I've almost brought it up here, but I'm like, I don't want to bring that up. And it's like too early. <laughs> if the Phillies, if but the Phillies it could ruin the, the World podcast. Series. Yeah. We will, we will have show. to fly to a neutral location and have you two fight yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. i'm willing okay. to com- financially commit to that right now <laughs> <laughs> we will fight we'll meet in, in ohio and yeah. uh. <laughs> the one place that is kind of also i think culturally between minnesota yeah, and and yeah. uh, philadelphia so it's got, it's got wawa now and i'm pretty sure they have culvers too so i think we'll meet in the middle there yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, if it was a Phillies Twins World Series, that'd be great because one of us is going to be really happy. And it would also mean that the Twins won a whole bunch of fucking playoff games on the way there. So, like, I would be very happy no matter what. Like, I really, really would. Even when I went to the, you know, the only time I've ever been to a playoff game was the uh, ALDS in 2019. And I got to see the Twins, you know get lose their third game and get swept by the Yankees. Um and I still had a very fun time at it though. Yeah. Like I know everybody else there was super sad, but I was kind of but I was just like I just I don't know. This team was really fun to watch this year. They won 101 games. They set the home run record. Like this like I don't know. I had a good time. I walked out of there like still being like really in love with baseball despite it being <laughs> very sad that they just got <laughs> swept by the Yankees. Mm. Exactly how you don't want it to go when yeah. you're drawing it up now to think about it this is the first opportunity i think all three of us have to actually go to a postseason for a team we, we ostensibly follow closely and care about i did set my rooting priorities on a blue sky post last night um and the phillies are number two on that list hell yeah i so i uh, the twins are unfortunately number three for me oh well fuck you what the fuck is that <laughs> who's your number two blue that's Jays. higher than mine it's blue jays oh, man eat shit fuck both I'm sorry <laughs> um, i'm dropping both of your teams before they're down lauren you're only made number five because you're a very recent uh conversion to there but that's just mo- the most self-respect um <laughs> any team owned by the angelos so the twins used to be in washington they the oh, yeah. They were the senators. Mm-hmm. They so were the senators. I, I think I'm going I'm going twins. That's Hell I yeah. mean that's how I that's how I uh very initially came to the A's. So that is mm-hmm. very valid uh yep. uh logic. Twins, Phillies, Brewers, Jays, Orioles, Diamondbacks, Marlins, Dodgers, Rays, Rangers, Braves, Astros. That's my list in mm-hmm. order. I got mm-hmm. Phillies, Blue Jays, Twins, Orioles, and then Diamondbacks, Brewers, Marlins, Rangers, and then Dodgers, Rays, and then, and then the other two. I don't, I don't have a list. I coming with my priority rankings requires calculus that I can't myself do. I need, <laughs> yeah, I need an AI to tell to you, plug in all the factors. You need, you need that juice that the the, the Mentats drink in Doom, <laughs> like <laughs> to, to figure that one out on your on your own. Yeah, that's the problem with baseball now. It's all numbers and spreadsheets and. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. We, it just needs to be vibes. 
I do think, okay, I will, I'll say this here for predictions here or whatever. I do think that the Twins have the best shot they've had in a long time. Their pitching is great. I think they have the best overall pitching staff right now in the postseason picture. Like really strong starters, like so many that they're throwing them to the bullpen. And it's like, you know, probably Kenta Maeda is going to be in the bullpen. And it's like, that's great. Like he's he's done that before. That that rules. Um, the lineup's no joke. I think it's good. I think that they will. I, th- I think they'll make it past the first round. They will at least win a game. And I've, I've, I I, don't even it. like saying that, though. But like, <laughs> like, <laughs> magical thinking. It's going to happen. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, They're going to win a game. They're going to match up with the third wild card, probably. Right. Yes, they will. Which will likely be Houston oh, yeah. or yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. Yeah, if it was today, it would be Houston. Yeah, yeah, I think right, right, right. If Toronto and wins today, or if Houston loses today, it would change. I, I think. still feel pretty good about either of those matchups because mm-hmm. there's the uh, Houston has Framber, but they're pretty stacked with right-handed pitching, with the, which the Twins hit very well. You gotta um, be feeling better about the the Jays than the Astros. Yeah, though. of course, of course. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, not that the Astros don't have their own flaws right now, but. Yeah, I mean, the, the top end of the Astros is still really, really scary, like, for sure. I don't know, like, Diamondbacks Brewers, that's, I, I think, like, the Brewers just win that one. Like, they have such good pitching right now, and mm-hmm. it's only a three-game series. So do the Diamondbacks. I know, I know, but, like, <laughs> and yeah, neither of, them have a, neither of them have a great lineup either, too. So, like, I don't know, that's, that's, that's tough, but I still think brewers pull that one off and then just get rolled by the dodgers really hard um philly's over the marlins easy i think philly's I'm, philly's I'm, going to the world series again this year i'm more Fives are too good Fives i'm more scared good. of the marlins than i am of the braves that's insane you, uh, uh, it's because you need to recalibrate <laughs> it's because it just our luck it would be just our fucking luck for the marlins to just be like oh by the way here we are. I'm going to lock it in. Twins Phillies World Series. Let's, Let's go. Do it. Let's do it. Okay. Let's go. There, there's my take. Any other t- hot takes here before we go, before we move to the mailbag? I'm going to do the opposite of a hot take. I'm going to point out that once again, we've got a whole episode talking about baseball and, and not mention the existence of the Los Angeles Dodgers. I just did, but okay. As like a serious, like, I, I think yeah. that they're a better chance to win than anybody with the, the Braves. This podcast has a has a strong East Coast bias. It does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been saying this for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> mailbag? Let's, Let's do, do a couple mailbags. We have so many for you. We have Sean. a ton of questions. Okay. This one uh, is from Richard Staff. Now that he's retired, will he think twice about throwing a baseball at my face since he won't have the legal protection of MLP? <laughs> <laughs> We've I've been over this with staff. I, I'm I'm gonna strike. I can still strike him out on three pitches. Mm-hmm. Timothy yeah. Chalamet style in the in the knee brace. <laughs> this is from Futch Cassidy. What do retired players do with all the time now that uh, they don't need to travel, maintain workout routines, practice getting mad at umps, etc.? Um, how big of a change is that? Like that transition? I think it's a huge change, and I think that's why you see so many ex-players who are just mad online all the time (laughs) um because i think like like they're right it's a it's a drastic shift in lifestyle um for the players whose identity was entirely wrapped up in being a major league baseball player once that goes away and the game continues to move and you know you have to recognize that the game passed you by like there's some guys that in a real way, like that can that can throw a wrench 
in, in you like for sure but like and there's a lot of guys that aren't equipped to handle it uh probably in the healthiest way um so i don't know like right now like like i'm just i'm i'm kind of like slow playing it um have some meetings um lined up over the next few weeks to see about um you know maybe what the next chapter might look like we're going on vacation in a couple weeks too so Hell like, yeah. i'm looking forward to that um but i mean really like i'm i'm excited to figure out what's next i don't know what it is um i'll probably end up getting more tattoos because so far that's the only mm -hmm. thing i found that gives you uh, an adrenaline rush like trying to close out a game in uh in october so that'll get that'll be probably be my adrenaline fix but like it's good I don't to know golf. that i have the same experiences as you uh <laughs> in that regard that i've experienced that adrenaline rush too okay yeah, so that's, the adrenaline that's, rush. I've hit that high in life already. Okay, great. There's only <laughs> a few things. There's only a few things that can replicate it, and tattoos is one. Another one is like when you buy concert tickets, and it says mm -hmm. you have like ten minutes to check out, and yeah. it shows the clock <laughs> in the corner, and you have to type in all your information, and it's yeah. like you're under the gun. And then the other thing is like the captcha, um, like to prove you're not a robot, and it's like. <laughs> click the squares that have a bicycle in them and you're like and i'm like zooming in on the squares yeah. and i'm like is, the, is that the handlebar is that the handlebar in that one that's mm -hmm. sticking out and then you're and it's like it's i fail those so often i got one that was a tricycle one time and i was like what the hell do i do with this <laughs> <laughs> well i was gonna say that that uh my recommendation for avoiding that online crankery was gonna be like find an expensive hobby and you mentioned two right. good ones concert tickets and tattoos yes there you go that was actually, yeah, one of the questions here from Jana. Now that you're retired, uh, what do you plan to make your core retiree hobby? So we knocked that one off. Jana, you got your question answered, and I've said your name. So there we go. Um, this one's from Cherry <laughs> Coke. Is Sean now officially a belly itcher? <laughs> wow. Well, if you ask my dogs, I've been a belly itcher for a while. That's, a, <laughs> that's their favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Um, uh, perfect answer. Let's end it with this one here. Unfortunate pilot says, Sean, was it fun? Oh my gosh. It was so fun. It was incredibly stressful and nerve wracking and anxiety inducing, but mostly it was fun. And I don't know how much I'll miss the, the nerves and almost throwing up in the bullpen in the sixth inning of every game because I was so nervous and I will miss like my teammates and the staff and uh, the travel. Not Richard staffs. <laughs> Not Richard staffs. No, I love Richard, but I, I won't. I don't know how much I'll miss him. <laughs> he always like to bring. He liked to bring up all my uh, all my uh, implosions against the Mets at City mm -hmm. Field. But he can't hurt me anymore. I'm retired. No. Yeah. Well, he has no power so. over you here. Meanwhile, the Mets will continue yeah. to hurt him forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Folks. <laughs> Folks. Uh. But and I got to meet, like, I got to, I got, it opened up so many opportunities for me, you know, from traveling to meeting amazing people to, you know, the friendships that, you know, are going to last uh, a lot longer than my playing career ever did. So, yeah, it was very fun. It was very fun. Why do you think I tried to do it for so long? I should have been. <laughs> I, let's be honest. Let's be honest.
<laughs> Sean, thank you so much for uh for coming back here. That was a really fun conversation. Really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And sorry it was mostly baseball again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're welcome on any time to talk about uh tattoos you know, or jam bands or anything. Anything, anything yeah. but fish. Literally anything yeah, but fish. I, I was about to uh, say I'm like, nah, I don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We're not doing we're not doing a jam band episode. Yeah. yeah. If you want to start a jam band podcast with uh No, no with like Cooper or someone, by all means. No, you're not. You're not allowed to start a podcast. Or I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that though. No, no. You can come not. on here, but yeah, that, yeah. that's it. That's we have it. exclusive. We have a seven seven year contract. I think the world needs more middle aged white guys with podcasts, and I think yeah. we're getting pushed out of the podcast space. And I don't. I don't appreciate it. It's not fair. Yeah. We're... All right. All right. You're being uh, crushed fun from what was once yours. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Lauren and Steven. And thank you all for listening. Go sign up at patreon.com slash batting around because we're getting into the off season or into the, excuse me, we're getting into the postseason and we'll have a bunch of uh, watch alongs coming up where you can come watch a postseason baseball with us. It'll be really fun. We're going to try to do one um, this coming week here during the wild card round, but we still, as of recording, have not gotten the schedule for that yet. Probably a Wednesday or Thursday one. So Go sign up patreon.com slash batting around. You can join, hang hang out with us. You can come uh, hang out with us in the Discord. Watch watch play up baseball together. It's going to be really fun. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. If my words did glow With the gold of sunshine And my tunes were played On the harp on the strung Would you hear my voice? Come through the music Would you hold it near As it were your own It's a hand-me-down The thoughts are broken Perhaps they're better Left unsung I don't know don't really care Let there be songs To fill the air Ripple in still water When there is no pebble toss